I don't know. It's, it's, I love the culture here on Twitch. But yeah, it's wonderful to have yeah, you, right. Mr. DJ Bobby Payne. It's great. Um, so, just, so yo, welcome to Bridge the Gap. This is my name is Holden Stefan Roy, and this is basically the show where we talk to interesting people such as yourself, and we just walk through your life and through your journey. We extract the knowledge nuggets of your experiences, and it helps enhance all of our collective knowledge and understanding. I mean, you're a dude that is actively pursuing your craft to this day. You've been around. People have heard of you. Yeah. Therefore, you must be an interesting person okay. worth knowing more about. You know, like, they're just the facts of a situation. Okay. Anybody that can stay in the game. I mean, the Sorry? Yeah. I hear you. Yo, I hear you. No, I hear what you're saying. So, I just hope, I, just hope uh, I remember all this stuff. Don't even worry. No, we do now. this. We do this in a particular way, and it greases it up and gets everything going. It's going to be fine and wonderful. How about this, though? You let us know just for the first real question. It helps us if you can tell us where you're from, like where you were born. I was born in Montreal, Quebec. Canada. Fan. Awesome. Which part of Montreal are you from? Um, you mean currently or, or like uh, back like, then? Because I've lived when, in different places. When you was like super little. Oh, Côte-de-Neige. Awesome. So why it matters is because we got the first real question. And it is a little bit of a story. What's up, Sun Dragon? What's up, Willie? What's up, Ismail? We got people tuning in. So the first question is a bit Yo, of a story. And uh, when the question lands, you can take it in whatever direction you want, but it's going to help get the ball rolling properly. So it starts with my girlfriend, and she's washing the dishes, and she's got her phone, and she's playing this Black Eyed Peas song. The I got a feeling, ooh, and she's dancing, and she's doing her thing. And I'm sitting there watching her, and I'm like, hold on a second. This song is chores music it's the shit people wash dishes and work out to now but when you really think about that song and as a dj you would probably notice 10 years ago this shit's that like club banger that has drunk people all over dancing in circles and doing all kinds of wild shit right and i thought that was that was just sure. so nifty how you have this song that one time in life is like the pinnacle of club music and then 10 years later is now the pinnacle of chores music the very same song oh don't get it twisted don't, don't get it twisted. We could play that now and still turn up the place. You know what I'm saying? It just depends Absolutely. on how you drop it in. For sure. Right? That's where your expertise comes in. But for the average person, most of us aren't going to the clubs no more. We're taking that same energy to the chores, to the gyms. So that's why, like, for us, it kind of turns into chores music because that's what we go to. We go back to that active music 10 years ago to get us in the vibe to go do these more mundane tasks in our lives. So, yeah, absolutely. You go to any wedding and you throw that song on, the whole room's going to turn up. Absolutely. It's a. Uh, yeah, definitely a wedding. It's hit. That's a, definitely a wedding track. But um, it just got me thinking about music, though, and how music changes. How one time it's a young person, 21-year-old party song, and now it's like a locked-in wedding vibe. You know, like the vibe changes and everything changes about music as the whole world kind of goes on. But that got me thinking about how songs are kind of on journeys, right? That means the people who contribute to the scene yeah. also have their own musical journeys that also evolve and they change over time. 
Now, the thing about our own musical journeys is most of us start talking about it at like adolescence when we get into music, when we start to form our identity and attach ourselves to different things. But really, artist starts like way, way, way earlier, like as early as anybody can even remember. So as an example, when I'm like super fucking young up in like uh, Cool St. Luke and shit, my dad's got these gray boxes these like amp and the radio and the tape deck and the next one and they were all connected together going to the speakers and he'd be busting his Led Zeppelins and at night it was the 90s club music that was banging on Montreal's mix 96 and shits and all these different vibes started getting created around my home and my environment based on what my parents were listening to before I had any control of it my mom liked musicals and freaking discos and stuff and the car had its own sounds and all these different things so I realized that um for a lot of us it really starts there with the environments that surrounds us so i was hoping if you could bring us back to when you were like the youngest dj bobby Payne that you can remember and tell us a little bit about what it sounded like to be you what the the family vibes were what the environment played the the technologies that were available and just kind of walk us through some of your earliest memories of music uh, my earliest memories of music or playing music or being part of a being just when you were okay, so, like, like earliest, earliest memories like before you were a, a DJ, DJ? Or any, nah like the a kid like super young like you're up in Cotonège and your parents or whoever was around and they were vibe what, what was it like to be young that that birth this like beginning of you Okay, so I'm, I'm obviously, I'm, uh, my background is Jamaican, right? Mm. That's West Indian, you know? Uh, the culture was, we were very party-oriented, you know? Um, I remember being in, in, in weddings, you know, uh, at like, like maybe six, seven years old, you know? Waiting for mom to bring me, uh, to, to, to bring us home, you know, or sleeping or I fell asleep at, at the party or whatever the case was, but like, I've always been around music. My 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 uh, my mother, my my mother's husband used to play music all the time. You know, like constantly. It's always like reggae music, you know, lovers rock, uh, conscious music, one drop tunes, you know. Um, so like probably around like five, six, seven years old, I really started learning. Or being conscious of music. Yeah, that's interesting. You know so basically, you had a lot of uh, people playing music in your family, a lot of party-oriented stuff. And when you were around, oh, like everybody, anywhere I went, everywhere I went, people were playing music. Anywhere I went, like in in Jamaica as well, like anywhere you go, music is playing. Like everywhere, like uh, there's music in taxis. There's music, and not just on the radio like they have big sound systems playing like if, if you go to like let's say a a, a little store in jamaica you're, you're, gonna hear, you're gonna hear some music like beating like loud loud like it's a party you know it's always that vibe i've always been around a party vibe to tell you the honest truth you know okay. so i i i really enjoy i really i really enjoy that that music that makes you move you know so when you were like really young, did you get into like dancing? Were you like just a fan of the music? Like how ingratiated into it no, were you as a young a, one? Sorry? As a young person, I was just, no, I just, I just heard it. I just listened to it. I was just keen to it. I liked what I like and that's what it was. 
you know? So, like, um, as you get a little bit older, when do you start to, like, really get into music and be, like, this is more a, sh a thing that I want to pursue? Like, what, what, do you remember some of your first, like, favorite artists that were, like, your favorite artists, less so than the people playing music around you? Uh, my favorite artists. Um, I just love music, man. Like, okay. Okay, growing up, reggae music was something I loved. Okay? So anything reggae or dancehall, I should say, whatever it was, I loved it. Like, um, Spraga Benz, he's a dancehall artist. Loved him. You know, uh, Bounty, Bounty Killer. Love that guy. It was vibes. I, I, I really love dance hall. I love dance hall and reggae music till probably till probably probably like sixteen, seventeen. But before that too, I used to listen to um rock music, heavy metal, because yeah, I uh we we, we we moved to the suburbs. So what do you have in the suburbs? A lot of white kids, right? <laughs> Kodane was more, <laughs> Kodane was more uh, West Indian, uh, right. you know, just different ethnic ethnicities, you know. But um, in Shadigi, I moved to Shadigi when I was around maybe seven, six, seven, eight, you know. And I used to listen to a lot of uh, Pet Shop Boys. Uh, I used to listen to a lot of um, uh, Metallica, ACDC, uh, Red Red, um, yeah, Red Hot Chili Peppers. Right. You know, Bon Jovi, a lot of Bon Jovi. You know, so like that's the type of music I used to listen to. Like, like I remember buying my first cassette. Actually, actually. My first cassette I actually bought was even a Beastie Boys cassette. Nice. So back in the day, you you, were, yeah. you would buy cassettes. How how okay? Aside of just buying cassettes, how did you when you were like young get your new music? Like what was the? Because like this is a part that a lot of people find interesting. Multiple generations watch this shit, right? So you get to a point where like a young person's on YouTube. I was on the internet, etc., and you know radios. And how did you get to know the new musics in your life outside of your parents and whatnot, your family? When you got to schools or whatever, what was the way? I guess you discovered new music. Radio, <laughs> radio, or whatever. Let's say I go to someone's house and they'll be playing some different stuff, and I'll be like, "What is that?" But um, that's the only way. Like we used to go, we used to live in. Um, we used to go live. We used to. We had a lot of family in New York, so we used to go to New York a lot. So I'd hear new music over there too, as well. You know. What was it like um, in New York? But crazy, beautiful, amazing. This atmosphere is just like I'm a. I'm a. I'm more of a city guy rather than a rural, uh, a, a suburb guy. You know. Right. Like I like traffic. I like. I like noise. I like sounds. I like action. You know. Yeah, that's relatable. So, so, yeah. So, I mean, in terms of new music, it's just whatever I heard. I just heard. You know, if I heard it before everybody else, I heard it before everybody else. I wasn't really like, okay, that's new music. Just, you know. 
whatever I heard, I liked, and I would just, just like that. You know, after radio, CQT, used to listen to that a lot, you know? But, yeah, pretty so, much like that. And were you, like, making mixtapes and all this stuff when you were young? Like, you know, like, downloading with the tape and the dubbing your own stuff? Uh, I, I, take, I take them from my, I take them from, I'll take them from my friends. You know, they would do I never really made a mixtape or I'd record, I'd record, I record a DJ playing on, on, uh, on a radio or whatever. And, and that's how I'd get some music, you know, right. or if, when I went to Jamaica, there was a lot of mixtapes selling on the street, even in Brooklyn, a lot of mixtapes were selling on the street, you know? So you just stock up and then, so it's nifty because like. Like, most of the people I talk to are like, bro, I'm a rapper. I heard that shit. And I got to study that shit. And I got to become that shit. And you're like, yeah, I just heard what I liked. And it was great. I liked the party vibes. It's a, yeah. it's, it's cool to see the just different energy that you bring to the table with it. Okay. Yeah. So, like, when you were young, did you have any desire to create music? No. No. I, I really, um, when I was younger, I was just really into sports, you know, mm. I was into sports. Uh, I was a, I was a, I was a cub. I was a scout, you know, like nice. I was doing all those, uh, all those different types of stuff, you know? Yeah. But, uh, I wasn't really into, like, I listened to music. I heard music. I liked music, but I wasn't like, yeah, music is my life. Right. Understand? Yeah. It would just. You're doing life things, and music was a part of it. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Um, music only became a, a, a necessity when I was like maybe I would say around twenty, twenty two, twenty three. So, what, what makes you decide? Like where I said, yeah, okay. So, like, what what leads to this decision? How do you go from I'm super into sports and whatnot to, yo, I'm going to go be DJ Bobby Payne? Okay, DJ Bobby Payne came way after, though. But, for, for, um, for, or at least to start the DJ world. <laughs> or whatever but, you got into. Um, I, was, I, was, I was a baller, you know? I used to play ball. Okay. okay? I was a baller. Um, <laughs> really? I got injured. <laughs> I got injured and I couldn't ball like I used to. Mm. So, um, whatever. Uh, so but I used to, whatever, I used to go to parties, a lot of parties, different parties. Um, and I love just the vibe, you know, I just love, you know, just the vibe, you know, you're in a party, you're dancing and, you know, you know, you're picking up women and, you know, them vibes, you know? Those that 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 attracted me to the whole party scene, you know. And then uh, one day, I was in a party, and I was listening to a DJ. The DJ's name is Quite Sing, mm. and he was mixing. And I was like, "Yo, you know, it'd be dope if he mixed this track with what was coming up." And he actually did it, like live, like. It actually came in at the time when I said, okay, yeah. And the track he mixed it was, uh, was uh, Jay-Z, um, Get Your Hands Up. I think that's what it's called. Anyways, 
that was a track I was like, yo, you should mix it with this, and the place is gonna go crazy. And he did it, and the place went crazy. Hmm. Right? And that's when I thought, that's when I was like, yo. And then, like, there's other tracks where I was like, yo, if you played this track, if you played this track, and he played them. You understand? And I was just looking at the crowd reaction. I was like, yo, I could do this. Mm. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. And that was hip-hop. I wasn't really a hip-hop head. I wasn't really... Uh, I was more of a dance hall reggae guy, you know? And I was just thinking, if I could, if I could select music like that then um then i could be a dj you know but i was more of the kind of guy who um okay let me go back Do it. when i used to play ball we used to have road trips and i used to pretend i had a mic and i'd be let's say music would be music would be playing i would i would pretend like to intro the music you know oh cool so so i used to feel like i was a mics man because i used to listen to um sound clashes on tape you know and i used to hear these guys talk at intro songs Hold on, what's you song? know it was like a competition sound clashes with a, 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 a competition between two djs and they play dub plates and uh, dub plates are like 45 whatever and each song would be like would have a uh, uh, um, a specific song or a specific uh, remix to like to like disrespect the other sound. You understand? And the guy who used to talk on the mic was what I was interested in. <laughs> I liked the whole talking on the mic and and bringing the energy to 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 give that record even more energy. You get what I'm saying? Because yeah, music do. is energy, right? Yeah. No, I, I hear you. So, go on. so I, I, I feel like that. That's what that was my calling at that point. You understand? So, fast forward now to as playing as at that party, listening to Quite Sane. Uh, I used to always go out with like a couple of guys, you know. All the time, we go to different parties and like, yo, if. If the man were to play this, it would turn over the place. People would go crazy. So I'd always be like, always thinking of what to play all the time. You understand? So that's what brought me and a two and uh, three other guys to create a sound called digital movements. Hmm. Right. So that was our group, and. We actually, uh, we were taking music from, uh, what's that? Uh, shit, I just lost it. Back in the days, you used to steal music. Napster? Like you said, download, not, not, yeah, Napster. Yeah. So you used to get a ton load of music from Napster, right? We all used to get it. And we would clash each other from our hard, our, like we'd bring our hard drive and another man would bring his hard drive and we'd clash each other like that. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yo, so I would introduce the song. I would introduce the song and I, and, and, and I just played a, played a track and that's how we, we'd battle each other. You understand? So y'all were doing versus battles back in the day. <laughs> 
with our hard drive. Yo, that's serious. I really like that. You understand? Yo, that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. so, and you guys, would and, just, and, like, you would do this at parties. You would do this like uh, at home, just kind of like. Together. No, no. This would be this would be in our base. This would be in our basement. Though. This would be in our base. Never in a party. Right, right. But uh, but um, whatever. We we we, we just love music, you no, know. But, if and, you, but still, even that, right? That's like a knowledge nugget right there. How do you get your game up as a DJ? How can you like practice and, and read some shits? Have a basement fucking versus battles where you have to like one up the next man's song choice and shit to like perfect your set list. Exactly. By thinking Yeah, by thinking what to play after he played whatever, you know? Just being on your toes, you understand? Yeah, that's big. That's that's cool actually. Like I'm yeah, really into that. That's what you it's like rapping in the park. Yeah. Your voice. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Exactly, exactly, exactly. That's exactly it. Um, so, so uh, yeah. Um, so that's how we started, you know. And, what, and when then did, what when we, did and this, then we had a. When did you start this? Like what year, if you can remember, approximately? Two thousand. Shit. Maybe ninety nine. Maybe okay. ninety nine. Yeah, man. Ninety nine. See, man, there's twenty years. 2000, 2000 was when we uh, we we started to get gigs. Okay, so two thousand you know? is when it went from we trying to do this thing to we getting paid to do this thing, or at least opportunities to do yeah. this thing booked. We don't paid maybe not, I don't know. I actually don't know how it works in a DJ world like that. But fine, you're performing as of two thousand. Yeah. What's the music scene like in 2000? Keep in mind, I'm in like grade six, seven at this point, so I'm very disconnected from the Montreal nightlife. No, that's what, that's when crunk music started blowing up. Mm. That's when that's when crunk music like it was crunk time, like down south stuff, you know. Like just some like like I said, I was with a group called Digital Movements. And we were probably the first DJs to uh, to play CDs. Okay. Okay. Like they had, we had a new mark mixer, and they had a CD deck. And we were probably the first, definitely in Quebec. I don't know about I don't know about like on, but definitely in Quebec. Or Montreal, let's say. let's say Montreal, playing CDs. So what that advantage gave us is that we heard new music, right? And we get it right away. We could hear that brand new, like, okay, this is the time when, this is the time when Little John was coming, up. you know? Right. So we'd hear new music. Whether it be dancehall, reggae, we'd have it first before anybody, because everybody was playing records, like vinyls. You understand? So basically, huh? vinyls. So, exactly. so basically, everyone else has to wait for the hot to get pressed, to get put out. They'd be able to get it from that special right. DJ store that people yeah. talk about that is there, and then um, you, on the other hand, are like, "Yo, let me go download that shit, pop it onto a burnt disc, pop it in, ready to go, dick, same day, almost." Same day, same day, right? Yeah, that's a huge advantage. So, 
Yeah, but uh, it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't looked at as as DJing. We were. It, it was a. It was. I, I feel back then we, it was. It was frowned upon. Like, like you're, you're you're cheating. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, I quite literally know what you're saying because I've talked to DJs and I've talked to a whole bunch of people. So yeah, the people who are into the scratching and the vinyls and from this culture that was built upon. Like at that point, what three decades of et cetera, et cetera, and then the CD comes out and it changes the whole game. You know, like I, yeah. I, as a consumer of the dance floor, don't give two shits personally how y'all do your things, but I can understand as an artist exactly why people felt the way about that. Whether yeah, it's just right, because we, we definitely we definitely weren't paying for it, right? That too, like these guys were. The DJs ahead, like before us were paying for their albums, right? Right. We were not paying for anything. We had Napster. We had all the rest of it, right? We were just getting music and a lot of it. So where a DJ would come and play, let's say, 50 records, we could play 200 tracks in the right. same party. Right. You get what I'm saying? Because there's no like flip around, you just keep it running smooth. Hell, you don't even have to be there at a certain point. You could go take a pee break and just hit play, and it's all good. No, 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 no. no. We have to physically be there to mix the tracks. Right, 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 right. You know, I don't know. But I'm just saying, I'm just saying, we're not, we're not, we weren't, we weren't, we were very energetic them times, you know. So we weren't waiting for the next. We were, we were shooting music. We were playing music, like. I don't know, like you watch me, like sometimes I don't let songs breathe. I just play it. I, you get a hook and and that's it. And the next track is coming in. You get me? Yeah. So, so, so yeah. So that was, uh, that was pretty much the vibe, you know? So I, I feel like that was our struggle, like, you know, fitting in, you know? Yeah, I can understand what that is. So you're basically saying, and in 2000, y'all came through with this new way of DJing because you didn't have to do the same things the old guys did. I mean, listening for the right cues, and you could just kind of curate this shit based no, on... No, you still... You still oh, do you still have no, to do no, that? You still had to listen to the right... Okay. Yeah, you still had to do all of that. Like, you had to... Like, you, you, like it wasn't even like... Uh, like, see now how you could cue music and have your different cues on certain tracks. Yeah. Back then you still had to listen to the music and and bring it in on like on the right, you know, on the right beat, you know what I'm saying? Okay. You still had to DJ. Okay, so you started to do it. Just you didn't have record. Yeah. All right, so it's just Sorry, you know, I skipped I skipped a lot. I skipped a lot. No, so this is great, school, man. This is a this is the show. In this high is what school, we do. <laughs> before this in high school I learned to actually play on records um, in high school from uh, a DJ. His, his name is DJ Storm, mm. right? Uh, yo, big up DJ Storm. He's the reason why I, I I I know how to play on vinyl. So I knew how to play on vinyl before CDs. You understand? But it was a huge gap between that time and and when we started playing. Understand? Yeah. No, I hear. Yeah. So, yeah. sorry. Like my 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 mind is all like you know. you're doing wonderful, man. This is super entertaining. <laughs>
Yeah. So yeah. So that. So in the two thousand, that's when crunk music was coming out. Uh, not a lot of people knew it, but a lot of people knew it. You understand what I'm saying? Yes. You know because because again, like, and this is my perspective, right? I'm always that DJ that wants to, uh, or that person who wants to hear that new that new sound. You understand? I'm always, um, I, I, I get bored easily of, of hearing the same thing over and over again. So I used to feel like Montreal was playing the same stuff over and over and over again. Okay. So, um, us, us coming in the game. We were like, we don't want to be like that. We want to be fresh. We want to play the hottest record. We want to play what's playing in New York. We want to play what's playing in Georgia. We want to play what's playing in, 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 in LA. We want to play what's playing in the UK at this time. We don't want to play what everybody else is playing. You understand? Yeah. So that was, that was the culture I was brought up on. I you know what I'm saying? No, I, I get it because I, so, I mean, in a lot of ways, um, a lot of even trying to get people to come on Twitch is is a relatable cause to trying to do something new in the music game. All right, so trying to get people to come on Twitch, I empathize so heavy with you because <clears throat> it's, it's new and it's like and and, and, and Twitch is a is a is a, is a um, it's a great platform for anybody. And I'm yeah. talking anybody, like people, people who don't even think they could be on the platform. They could just come up with an idea, but just and 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 create it on Twitch, and then get followers. You understand what I'm saying? You can legitimately knit, just like fucking and, knit, and you could probably get a following. Just like fucking make clothes and shit. You know, like all, anything on Twitch. Bro. Bro, bro, if 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 a female wants to, she could just eat fruit on Twitch and get <laughs> subs like crazy. <laughs> That's the truth of it, though. <laughs> That's some no, but it's real. It's real. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. Like, yo, like it's it's that easy, but people don't realize how easy it is unless they do it, right? Yeah. Like, and that's that, and that, and that just goes for everything, right? That just goes for everything in life, right? It's either you just you just have to do it. But it's also no. But it's also being willing to to embrace the change and to embrace the new things, like to embrace the new CD DJ tech when it was new tech requires some desire to like play with the new toys rather than stick with the comfortable toys. And that like way of thinking is fascinating. It definitely is more prevalent in youthful folk, but in a lot of ways, Twitch is that for a lot of us. Like even this, like it's like doing an interview on Twitch, is is in and of itself. It's as abstract to people as saying the DJ. At least there's a lot of y'all DJs doing it now. So y'all have like normalized the DJ thing on Twitch, the interview thing on Twitch. It's, yeah. it's like no, nah, it's not there yet. <clears throat> there's there's not a lot of us yet. So it's like, how do you no, explain sure. it to folk? But that's good. That's that's a good thing. That's I a good agree. thing. You know, it's better. 
it's better you're 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 um you're at the forefront. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, big ups preach though. Preach and Kobe, rather than he's the guy who got who kicked my ass into doing this here and focusing on Twitch. Yo, I understand, I understand, I get you, I get you. But for real, like it's um you just have to get up and do it, man. Yeah. You know? All right, so like if you That's go what it is. Go back to then. So you're in like the early 2000s. The crunk music's taking over. You're trying to play the hottest new stuff. You're leveraging the new tech, and you're having a little bit of a hard time fitting into the scene because you're doing a bunch of new shit. So uh, what else is happening in your life? Like, how does the story progress for you as you guys are in the digital movement playing the shows? Are you guys getting booked a lot? Like, how's it going with that? Um, we're getting booked a whole lot. Uh. You're getting booked at Concordia parties, and again, we were really good, right? And and those times, I I wasn't the one spinning the music; I was the one talking on the mic, and also uh, at times selecting the music. You know, okay. so I'd select the music, give it to the person who's mixing, and I'd talk the mic and I'd intro the music, and boom, you know. Was, there was like three. There was like at that time there was, there was four of us, five of us actually. So, so what are all the roles in a DJ crew then? Because I didn't even think about the fact that there'd so, be a person that's a hype man. Just that's your job. You like that? That's what you do on the performance. Yeah, that's crazy to me. Okay, what? Yeah, so, well, back then, back then they used to always, back then they always had a hype man, right? Like there's always a hype man, and the DJ would spin the music, right? Um, with digital. Um, I was a I was the one who would uh, sometimes build sets, um, and I would talk on the mic. Uh, there's another person who would download music, um, and there's another guy who would spin music. You get what I'm saying? Right. So everybody just had so, a role to ensure that it worked. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, that's exactly. big. Yeah. So yeah, digital was, uh, we were working again, like our advantage is that we had that new music. So people enjoyed the fact that we weren't afraid to play new music. You know what I'm saying? That's one thing. We were very, um, fearless, you know, as a DJ, I think all DJs should be fearless. You know what I'm saying? Just to, just to introduce new music and, 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 and break records. You know what I'm saying? Were you playing a lot of Montreal music back then? Or was there a whole bunch that you had came back, back then? Back then, we didn't have... Um, remember, Napster wasn't... Nobody was putting their... Montreal people were not putting their music on, on the web. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So it made it harder for you to be able to just connect to it like that. Exactly. So we had problem. We weren't able to get... Um, music from 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 montreal artists sometimes were you able to, like so, so um how long did, did it's only it's only it's only recently so like i'm oh, sorry so yeah during this era how long how long do you run this digital movement uh crew with like how long does this last for is it uh digital movement still exists oh fresh um i'm just not a part of it Mm. you know but um 
uh, yeah, we were doing it for a very long time. We were really, um, we also were crowned um, Soka monarchs of Montreal, the Soka kings of Montreal. Okay. Like we were playing, Soka is a genre of, uh, it's West Indian music. Up-tempo, right. mostly. I, I know Ahsoka is now, but was Ahsoka not like a particularly hot thing back then? Like, I don't know the context of being the Ahsoka king. Oh, so. yeah, it was. It was definitely. No, no, no. It was definitely a hot thing back then. It's only now it's even more. It's People are are, 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 are taking it in more. Because I'm sure you, you hear it when you come in my streams. I hear it. Maybe you don't know if it's Soka or not. No, I've gotten. Okay, I'm. St I can't like fully identify it, Soka, but I have started to be better with it because I watch a few of you do your things and you just play it, and I'm like, yo, you know what? In these days, I want to dance and have some fun times with the music. I'm not as <laughs> interested. I don't know if I'm I not... need to hear about misery right now. I'm okay with like nah, like just that fun shit. So. Um, so I noticed that you were all playing these vibes and I noticed that there's all these emojis that the women throw of them twerking and I thought that that was the most I never saw a guy throw one and I thought that was that was serious I was like wait so they're digitally representing the twerking actions I was on blaster stream watching this go down and I'm like I couldn't believe it I spent 30 minutes watching women throw twerking modes at blaster and that was the stream yeah, and yeah. I'm like that was that was a whole experience but back then obviously there was no pitch back then they're actually twerking on you you understand what I'm okay you know these parties local parties but um yeah so we were we were crowned soga king um accolade very proud of um we played in new york we played in albany um albany new york uh played to many clubs in Montreal. I mean, there was a point though where, um, so like around 2010, uh, we weren't getting booked as much. You understand? Yeah. Um, because I think, I think, uh, I, I still think it's politics, whatever. Um, so we started to, throw our own parties like put ourselves on right understand so uh in doing that i created uh dj bobby Payne. okay so what were you, what did yeah. you go as before what was your moniker before dj bobby Payne? larrington whisper yeah i like that a lot that's a good name. <laughs> Yo, he's one of those ones that just stands the fuck out. Like, it has personality and everything. <laughs> you know? Larrington, Larrington Whisper, you know? Because it just felt like a real clash name, like a real yardy name, you know? And then my voice is very deep and whisper just, you know, it just, it just made it, it just made sense, you know? <laughs> All right. Ah, man, yeah. I like it. I like it. So you did this thing for a decade yeah. before before you started doing the parties. So you were you guys ran that for a decade that you were involved with them. Um, and yeah. throughout this time, 
uh you're basically watching the entire industry kind of like change in montreal right like this is kind of the from, birth from, from, yeah. from records to cds thing we the thing we started mm. in montreal you know what i'm saying and um and yeah man um Yeah, and then all the way to. He's still there. Okay, there you're back. It froze for a second. Sorry. Um. So yeah, I guess I was. Dude, were you guys also like involved with watching the local scene come to life, or like? Because I know by 2010, there's a bit of a local scene going on at that point for sure. Yeah, for sure. But um, I was more um. Like I was like Black Coke. Yeah, I know. Um, I know them. Yeah, that's like my cousin and a couple of other guys that I know from Shadigi. Um, Big up Teflon, Fly Doe, Prince Akeem, One Shot. You don't know, man. That man's there, you know? Um, Teflon was an artist in Montreal that was crazy ahead of his time, you know? Um, I used to play him a lot, but that was my family, right? right? And, uh, yeah, man. So in terms of locally, that's where I used to play a lot of, and a couple of guys in, 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 um, a couple of guys in, in Colton Edge as well, you know? Was it like a thing that DJs did to play local people or was it more the norm to not play local people? You know what? I'm more of a person that, um, I wasn't a, I'm more of a person that if the music feels good, I'm going to play it. Right. You know, it doesn't matter where it came from is that if it feels good and I, I, I feel like this is the time to fit it in, I'm going to play it. You understand? Like, I'm not just going to play local because it's local. I'm going to play it because it's hot. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. So in the sense of making sure that regardless to what it is, um, your product or your performance has to be the most perfect thing it is. And if you'll find it local, it's here. If it's not, it's whatever you come across as long as it's new, as long as it's hot and it makes you happy with the vibe that you're looking for. Yeah, definitely. All right. That makes sense. I mean, I'm curious, right? Cause I wasn't there. Um, and then I talked to a lot of people from a lot of different vibes and you'll hear rappers be like, oh, I was, I didn't know the DJs wanted to play my shit or the people will say different things like that. So I'm like, I mean, you were there. I don't know how much you were involved in it. If you were doing your thing, that's cool. Some people do other things. Yo, what's up, Lamef? Thanks for the raid. Um, but it's just interesting to, to like learn about this whole other pocket of even consideration, like. Like just the idea of having to stay up to date with new music, just to be able to play fresh shit, just to be able to compete and have music out fastest. Like, I don't think about that a lot. It's not the, I'm the guy that was worrying about getting my albums and shit taken care of more so than like ever paying attention to like as much. Like I actually tried to keep up with a playlist of new music Oh my gosh, it's the hardest thing in the world to like actively like learn oh, how to do this shit. <laughs> I think I think now is even it's worse. I think it's music comes out every day. Like 
you know it's it's crazy like um with dance hall um music used to f come out constantly right and now i think that trend has 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 touched every genre now you know like new music new music is coming out every day and it's it's hot for for like one week or it's hot for like maybe two three weeks and then it's you can't play it no more mm. or it's boring now no I see. but like yeah music right now is on a different type of vibe man. it's hard to keep up with as a dj i'm even talking it's hard to keep up with you so yeah how, how do you keep up with new music because personally i'm just curious how somebody like you is able to stay in the know and keep up with new music um you want to tell you want me to tell you something really crazy sure uh i feel like i'm i'm drawn to new music okay um like i i um like obviously right okay i don't know like being in new york whatever listening to other djs um youtube uh instagram TikTok, um that's how that's how i know that's how i that's how i keep up to date um i just find stuff you know even and and, and through meeting people you know um through meeting people I'll, I'll just hear some new stuff and be like yo what is that you know i'm never mm -hmm. afraid to ask i'm uh you know, if I hear stuff I like, I'll research the dude, see what other stuff he has out there, you know. Um, especially in this time, um, I don't think I'm, 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 I, 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 I look for new as, as, I, I don't think I look for new music as much as I just want to play new sound, new sounding stuff. So I'm always just, I'll just I'll play something that that I haven't heard in, like I haven't heard and it sounds good to me. I don't know if it's new, I just play it. You know what I'm Especially now. I just work off of vibes. Like, you know? Yeah, that's like um like I'm a real um I work off a lot of energy and and vibes. Like even when um like when I play music, I don't, I'm not a, especially in, on Twitch, especially on Twitch. I don't really, I rarely be, uh, build sets. Understand? Yeah. So you just, I just, um, style your choices. Exactly. And whatever I just feel like I'll play. I'm a very, um, I play to my mood. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That sounds smart. Which is not. Which is not always a which is not always a good thing because sometimes I feel aggressive, right? And, and that might scare away people. I don't know, but I play to my mood mostly. So you're not really worried about what the crowd wants to hear. You're just gonna play what DJ Bobby Payne wants to play, and then the crowd will come. I I've never um. I I am a type of person that that wants to dictate what the crowd wants to hear. Mm. Okay, I like that. But, but as well, 
but I would I would definitely get like give some sprinkle some crowd pleaser. You get me? Yeah. I mean, but sense. I'm definitely that person that I'm definitely that person that's not gonna take a request. You understand? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not DJ. I'm not DJ that's like like no, I don't take requests. I respect you know? that. Request is a weird game. To Maybe play it's a bad thing. I don't know about that. Uh, we got a question though, just uh from DJ Magnanimous. Um are you part of any record pools? Oh uh, yes, I am. Okay, and what's yeah, a record I pool? Because um, I don't know what the fuck that is. Record pool is uh, you pay you pay monthly for uh, for uh, records for, for 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 tracks that come out, and they'll give you edits, different edits. As a DJ, I think you should have edited music because and without the cuss words, you don't know who you're gonna play for. And yeah, exactly, right. I always tell people that. Um, should always as an art, artist should always have edited stuff because like for instance i play on a radio in miami and and i um i can't play half of the stuff that i want to play and to promote montreal understand yes i do that's a big one hold on can you okay break that down more just in case other people don't understand this is what you're saying okay, is really I important always I always advise uh, um, artists to make a clean edit of their track because on certain radio, radio you can't you can't play it right. You won't be able to play it. And there's DJs out there that actually want to push that music, but they can't. You know, I'm on an internet radio, and they they're um, they're licensed radio company, so I can't play mm -hmm. uh, dirty chat. Uh, dirty tracks it has to be all edited okay i never thought about that like that was yeah. never in the consideration of yeah. me as an artist even i haven't well i didn't even realize djs were out there until twitch like twitch kind of showed me that like montreal has like a fuck ton of djs i know it sounds like for you it must sound very bizarre but i mean i just never went to clubs a lot i'm not really that guy so and, and i don't listen to a lot of radio so it was like i'm on youtube but the, you're a rapper you're, but you but you but you rap right yeah and i met like yeah you have yeah what am i saying okay but like i, I know rap, you i know but you. like in the tier where like man's is like got like like there's a few djs but not like like the party scene like i never really knew it existed i just knew like a couple of guys who you could get to come to your show and they would just play people's tracks and they would stand in the back with their boards. And I even met like Shashu and a couple other people through hip hop karaoke. And so like, I mean, I'm cognizant DJs exist, but like, I'm not cognizant DJs is out there being DJs. Like it's not really a thing I ever considered or thought about. I was never tracking it. So as a rapper, I cared about beat makers. I cared about YouTube. I cared about like SoundCloud, but you know what? I, I never, I never thought about DJs back then. I ne the only time I ever really noticed it was DJ Blaster on the radio because he let me come on for an interview one time and I made a fool of myself. Big mistake. I, I learned a big lesson there. Um, but like, end of the day, like I just didn't know about any of it. I'm talking from 2012 until Twitch. I wasn't even really aware. Like I even met people. Like I, I worked with some of them. But like they would go to parties and 
I don't know. I'm just, I'm just probably not like the guy who goes to parties enough to like realize that, like, cause you were, we're going to go back to your event company that there's people like y'all that were doing it. Like I learned what MOOC life was on this interview series. I didn't even know what the fuck MOOC life was. There was a whole thing here that everyone cared about and I didn't know it existed until 2021, even though the stickers were there and shit. So what I know is a whole lot of rappers also don't know a whole lot of things, which is a serious thing. When we think about the fact that if we were like oh, make, sure. making more effort to like reach out to DJs and shit, you know, I've honestly just been like, bro, no DJs ever going to play my shit. Even like in my head, I'm like, I don't know if I have a song a DJ would play. You don't know. You know why? Because there's so much different settings for a DJ to play music. Hmm. Okay. You understand what I'm saying? There's yeah. So much, there's so much. It's not. It's not only the club. You're not only DJing in a club. You know, we're 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 DJing at private parties, private events. Just people just want to chill and hear some music. Mm. You know what I'm saying? But I, I mean, I know it so now, but not, like, you don't though. think about it like that when you're like not aware that this is happening. You have to like almost become. Um, no, for sure, for sure. It's, it's like artists who send me um, YouTube links when they want me to play their music. And I'm like, how am I supposed to play this? Yeah. It's like, okay. why don't you send me the MP3? <laughs> you know, or the WAV file. I don't, I don't understand. I don't get it. But that's the you thing. It's awful. Like, it, it, but it's like there's this whole like communication error that happens. We're just not used to this because you know how I send my music to um, a radio or something like that. I'll give them the link to whatever, whatever. And then they're gonna go figure it out because yeah. they have whatever, whatever. I don't know. I've never, I've never seriously needed, honestly, up like okay. I when working with live events, you have your your USB with your like files yeah. and shit. But the second you're on like the internet dealing yeah. with internet shit, it's always just been like yo, I send you my Spotify, I send you my YouTube, and that's what people want to click on to check me out. But I've also not really sent a lot of my files to people because like. Outside of like fucking like Willie Scandals with his like kicking it live show, it was like, yo, where am I sending my yo, shit? Big up Willie Scandals, by the way. Big up, big up, yeah, he's Scandals. been here the whole time. <clears throat> he, uh, yeah. yeah, so like for him, and he's like, fuck your YouTube link. I'm like, bro, just steal my music off of YouTube. He's like, fuck your YouTube link. Send me my shit. And I'm like, fuck, I'll steal my own music off of YouTube. Because like, I don't have all the files. I'll, yo, I'm so grateful, DistroKid no, lets me download that shit. You know what you want to do? You want to make it as easy as possible, right? Mm. So nobody has... And you know what's worse too, which I don't understand? How come artists don't, like, tag their music? Like, do you know how much track ones I have? <laughs> okay, that one I, I do. I put Holden Stefan Roy name of file for everything because, like, shit, I know that. I know what you mean. <laughs> we we got a bunch crazy. of beats. We got a bunch of beats in, and like a lot of beat uh, beat makers will name their beat the date of the beat. So my man's collected them all. He's DJing my Crossroads cipher, and he's like, "Bro, I couldn't tell you who did oh seven oh nine fourteen." I'm like, "Fair enough. I don't exactly. know." Exactly, exactly, and and you just have to make it easy for the DJ. Like, Yo, Lemef said, you know, if you want to, we just got you know that." Lemef said, you should drop a track one mixtape. Take all of your track ones and put them on a mix. <laughs> Do like a mega mix. <laughs> you know? 
crazy. Ah, it's hilarious. Yo, dude, this is helpful, DJ Bobby fan. This is the type of shit that everybody listening to. Yo, I'm, you're, I'm shocked you've never heard of this before. I've really talked to a lot of DJs. I talked to you, Bashment Booth, Don Smooth, and Preach. Oh. Uh, I mean, okay. Preach is a rapper. Like, you know, like it's a different vibe. Don Smooth is more the radio guy, and he did the party thing and whatnot, and he did his, his story. But, like, I mean, we're, by the time I'm in the game, Don Smooth is, like, there, and I didn't even know he existed. I found out Don Smooth existed in 2000. 2000 sorry, 2020. That's when I found out Don Smooth That's was... Because, like... Yo, I'm in this whole scene where it's like people are throwing showcases. I'm not really that down for that vibe. I, I performed a bit in 2012. Then 2013 comes in this like shows. Now I'm in like freaking underground punk venues rapping over there because that's where I could perform. I couldn't get into this like, I mean, if you've ever like, li I, I don't make like that traditional vibe of the hip hop scene that you would get. At mo I would go perform my shit and people would just be like, stone ass staring at me like what the fuck? i could rap but like wasn't the right vibe for what was happening at a lot of these shows i was at so you end up kind of migrating where you're gonna be able to find people and then i just couldn't inevitably figure out a vibe so i stopped like performing and just relied a lot more on the internet and i realized i could get a lot more clout off of album reviews by 2016 than i could doing anything live in this city I had just basically gone on this other path that kind of bypassed a lot of it because I was like, yo, how how do I get my music out here? Everybody's talking about dollars. I'm look, I don't make the kind of money for Paola. <laughs> I'm just not there in my life. Like I'm watching everybody that's a rapper fucking um Yo, that's straight up. I did. Yo, straight up. I used to come to the fucking um yo, that was great. I I thought that was you, DJ Ma uh Magnanimous. I used to go to the shit at the scalier that they threw the big bang montreal it was one of my favorite things because that was the only thing by the way i found that was lit like that where i could go and motherfuckers aren't gonna be like bro you can't fucking be here with your dorky ass shit and i'm like y'all told me to keep it real right like that was the whole met so i'm not supposed to be doing all that other shit with my music because <laughs> i'm not that so it was weird to find a vibe that I could. So I really, really loved. And then it kind of got less frequent. But I also started getting older. Like in, at this point, you're like, I'm in my 30s and shit. And I'm like, okay, the internet is way more lucrative for somebody like me. Just it's way more lucrative. Oh, definitely. The live scene is no dope. time is time is hope. Yeah. But like honestly, if time I time has changed definitely. But even at like Lescalier, right? Like it was a good practice ground, but like it's it's like I don't know, it was like once a week on Wednesdays if I could get people to go at that time and then oftentimes I couldn't even stay till the end of the event cuz I got work the next day and shit. And so I hit this point too where there's literally nothing in this city that caters to people that have 9 a.m. start times. Like that was my experience. If you start work at 9 a.m., go fuck yourself. You're not really allowed to come rap in this city. Oh, you're not willing to suffer and stay up all night? You care about your health? Fuck you. That was the actual feeling I got kind of talking to people. I would t I spent eight years telling people to start shows at seven. I'm not even going to lie to you. I've spent eight years saying, try this. You're, you're the, the demographic of people that will come to the 7 to 11 show will buy your merch more. It's just facts argue uh, with me anyone want to argue with me all, all you want but the 7 to 11 slot will sell more merch for a rapper 
facts. So if you're really in this for the business, okay. look at where the $150 tickets for mega shows time slots 7 to 11. It is not necessarily forced to have to exclusively be a nightlife industry when half the rappers got work at 9 in the morning and can't even go participate in this. Real it can be a scene and a culture that transcends partying is what I'm that anyway, that's a whole whole side topic where I could go ranting on. That's where I'm that's the vibe I'm on. But it also comes from like, bro, I can't do the nightlife. But I'm still an artist in the city. So where the fuck do I go? Like I can't do this nightlife. Uh. I make I lose money being up all night. So it's like what do you do then? I mean that's what that was that's what happened to me. So at that point you give up on that shit. You're not as invested and you're like, well, I'm gonna go the way that but that's how I ended up not talking to people and missing up. I'm not gonna say what I did is the smartest choices. I'm like thirty three and not where I wanna be. My life is not the example of shit, right? But like nobody yeah. decided to jump on that seven o'clock time slot. I went to one show I saw before COVID. It was by the dude who does Le Cypher. I can't remember his name. The Le Cypher dude. And it was this all-lady show related to Concordia or something. It was like 7 to 11 and the fucking thing was full. And I said, I told everybody. I told everybody. And then COVID came and we couldn't prove the point. I had a show booked too and I got canceled. So I was at the point where I threw my first event and um yeah it just it was frustrating um anyway but we can go back to you for a second because yeah i can talk for a while but so <laughs> so with your event thing right um what happens with your event company so you start that you become dj bobby Payne, and then what happens next for you at that well it wasn't point? an event company sorry was, yeah sorry it wasn't it wasn't an event company it wasn't an event company, it was just a group, digital movement. And um whatever we weren't we weren't getting a uh getting bookings as a collective anymore, you know? So um I just said, you know what, maybe I wanted to become a uh I want to be a DJ by myself without because I could I, I knew how to play, I knew what to play, I could talk the mic, you understand? So I felt like, hey, maybe I could do this by myself, you know? So um, I started by my, I started with DJ Bobby Payne and it just had a good ring to it. So I said, you know what? I'm going to go with that name because I just didn't want to, Larrington Whisper was a little bit too hard, you know? And I just didn't want to, I didn't want to like come up with a, you know, DJ, DJ, uh, spin fast or nothing like that. You know what I'm saying? So I just figured, I figured, you know, DJ Bobby Payne could tie a nice ring to it. You know, I could probably, you know, make it a brand, you know? And, uh, I went with that. That's fair. Okay. Yeah, no, I'm good. Sorry, sometimes the chat pops up and so you're multitasking when you're doing the interview thing. No, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, basically, um, so you start Did doing, you get my message? I did. I sent you a message. I saw okay. it. So I was like, all right. Okay. So that's why I was like, let's go back to this and like go through yeah. it real quick. Um, yeah. So um, that's why I was asking. So basically, you run through the next decade. You basically throw in events. And... Uh, 
Yeah, so so no, so Bobby Payne had a little journey by himself where uh it was just his name on flyers and he was just playing he was building his name, building his his rep, building momentum and uh and then like 2000 I guess 15 2015 12 started putting digital movements back in the forefront, you know? Right. And uh, and um, we started um, throwing events, different type of events, uh, painting events, um, uh, skating events, uh, bowling events. We were we were that we were always thinking outside the box because everybody does parties, you know. Um, everybody. It, it's the party scenes like oversaturated it's always like you know especially those times you know um there wasn't any smoking allowed them times right right like, i think like when did it come when did it come into effect where there was no smoking oh five uh, uh oh five i started sage up that year so my first semester oh, of sage five? Okay, was when so, it ended so it was kind of it was kind of dead around them times right so we just always thought about ways of getting people into parties without uh uh into parties without having that element you know right so we created like different events like um like you know uh skating parties um painting parties and like and like we just we and uh, bowling parties you know so basically you thought outside the box and whatnot um and then you ran that for a minute. And just to let everyone know, Bobby Payne's got a low battery situation. So we're going to like a rush mode. So uh, that's why there's Sorry a tone chase. No, it's all good. Just to, we, we would love to have you back, dude. And just like really run no, through it. Because your fucking brain is ridiculously cool. And your perceptions on, yo, a lot of rappers need to talk to a lot more DJs to understand how to make music that may be more accessible would be like where it is so the more i've talked to djs and producers you know, i've changed my entire art like in my entire direction flipped i swear so like for me it'd be a pleasure to do that but while we still have you here so you run through this with the digital movement uh you're bringing it back to in a kind of a bunch of innovative parties and then uh at what point do you uh separate from them again or do you stay with them uh it's actually uh um, I just felt like uh, um, I need to do my own thing. Mm. Um, sometimes when you're with a group of people and your ideas don't match theirs, you always feel like you're pulling, you're pulling them towards you and it's always conflict because you see it one way they see it another way so i just felt like i needed to be i needed to do me you understand what i'm saying yeah and build and build myself without having to build anybody else i, I you could maybe say maybe you know what it's also just being a little bit selfish mm -hmm. I mean, yep. that's a debatable point. Sometimes it's like, yep. sometimes it's important to be selfish because like, 
yo, you're supposed to, in a sense, contribute, but at the same time, if you're not able to be the best version of yourself, then you can't even contribute to the level that you're supposed to contribute at. So that, it's, so that's it's, exactly, that's exactly it. If I can't be the best Bobby Payne within digital, I, I need to, I need to be the best Bobby Payne outside of digital. And I don't think that's selfish because at the end of the day, it just means other people and other things and doesn't even mean that y'all are on bad, like, terms or anything. It just means this is just a phase. Your life is not meant to be, like, super static. There's been a whole bunch of people that have come and gone that I podcasted with because for a minute it was right and then it wasn't right no more. Other people stick around and, you know, like... Yo, thanks for the follow, Holy Shift 5. I'm uh, DJ Magnanimous. I'm Mag Magnanimous. Um, I missed that earlier, um, but um, yeah, like the more I do this kind of thing and I talk to people, yo, everybody's lives are just influxes, transitions, relationships, moves. Like you know what the number one killer of friendships is? Children. Children ruin friendships a lot more than anything else. Kids have appear. All of a sudden, your boy's not available. My man's moved to Toronto with his girlfriend. Boom! My man's is in Toronto. I'm not seeing him very often. I, I, like, I don't think. I don't think. It's, I don't think it's kids as much as girlfriends. <laughs> Yo, they're you different know? levels. They're different levels. The kids makes him. The kids. The kids really puts a responsibility on it. Where if you don't have kids like myself, you're a little more reckless with life, and your parent oh, friends definitely. are like, bro. I'm a parent with kids to consider. And I'm like, oh, yeah, you are. I'm not. <laughs> That's a very different life. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, I find I find having children uh, makes you hustle a little bit more, like, harder, you know? Makes I, you want it more. I've heard that before. I, I, I don't know. You know? I mean. Because at the end of the day, now you have someone who's looking up to you. Mm. So you have to be the best all the time you know what i'm saying no that makes sense actually i mean i never experienced it so it's one of those things people say to me and uh i do the best i can with that and i'm like i would love kids but unfortunately it's not fully my decision and uh then nature also has a, a part of that decision so then you just you just you can do the deed it doesn't mean the seed plants <laughs> you know yeah. like it's just like yeah. if it happens it happens if not i currently don't have children which puts me in this position and perspective and like yo i see all the differences in, in my peers in their 30s that have kids and versus myself and bro you're able to smoke seven joints on an internet stream i'm like oh you can't do that you have kids <laughs> you gotta worry about what they see and i don't and i was yeah. like you know just little yeah. things like that playing but um, no um so after that like you basically are you doing your own solo events then after that situation well i mean the, the world hasn't opened yet mm. but that's the plan that is definitely the plan and for now we just and catch you on called, twitch it's gonna, be called, uh, it's gonna be called pain projects yeah i like that yeah so uh, while the world yeah. is not opened you're just gonna be spinning it on twitch bringing your crazy vibes and energies I like your stream. I really do. I find your voice works. It's just fun. Um, I I end up like after I because I raid you, but you just you have the time slot for my raids where like the synergy <laughs> is just perfect, right? And I'm like, well, I'm gonna raid somebody from the fucking city, right? If I can, 
and then it's like so i hit I you much it, and leave way. that on. i really appreciate it ah it's yeah. cool um it's really just like i feel like that's the whole community thing right like that's all yeah. we, can, we can do that's the thing that inspires me the most in all of this is watching the djs and how they work together with the raid parties and the raid trains and i'm like rappers rappers just open twitch we can do the same thing oh yep, my god talk. dude dude six talk. months later twitch is sending dmca hey. emails saying bro the gravy train's ending and i'm like ah that's not great so, no but it's no but that's good for you guys it's good for you guys because you guys all you of guys our own music well i mean okay look we yeah. can work around it now but like it makes it complicated to do some of the shit we could yo we could have been doing shit right now like jacking industry beats and just rapping on them and that's gonna like that kind of vibe is done in like six months max so it's like oh guys nah. and then i mean to be fair a few people have dibbled and dabbled but it's like new tech in a world that is just craving live shows and it's like i mean I'm convinced that Twitch is here to stay because there's still going to be people in places like rural Iowa that are going to vibe with what you're doing, regardless yeah. of Montreal. Montreal might not yeah. give a shit about my Twitch stream when it has things to do. Lots of people around yeah. the world are still going to care about Montreal and what's happening no, that's here. The, that's, the thing with that's the thing with Twitch. Is it's it's worldwide, you know? So you can definitely find your your your, your tribe, you know, or your, 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 your fan base or your supporters, I should say. Yeah, it's facts. It is. I don't know how much percentage you have left. I don't want to like. I don't know if you're like pushing yeah. the end of it. But um, yeah. I know you got to go then. And um, but yo, I appreciate having you here. This is a great stream. I want to have you back again as soon as we can pull that off with the schedules and shit. No, we'll, yeah, we'll definitely do it. I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. It's just nah, my life is just so hectic, and then you're doing you know, your thing, man. And that's like not a bad thing to be out there doing your thing. So I appreciate that. Um, <clears throat> I appreciate you coming through. Like I said, I mean, um, I, uh, we'll set it up to have it again. Everybody make sure to follow DJ Bobby Payne that's watching in the future because we appreciate you too. We also appreciate you too, Twitch chat. A whole bunch of you came through. You got love. More, pe more than 10 people. Psh, that's love in this city. So you got love um but thank you all for being here for reals but for all the people watching in the future on the youtubes and all that shit we got love for you as well because that's that's the beautiful part of it um and yeah definitely um yeah make sure to like follow subscribe all that i think we've lost bobby painter we are about to just on the phone battery issues so yo as we wrap up real quick links are going to be in description for all of y'all i see it just popped up in the chat so they've been popping up uh but a special thanks to the patrons is milgard mc chris Potter, jonathan brian cj black hurricane linda williams and scribble to help support what we do if you all up on the twitch and you know you have the amazon prime subscribe all that crap and otherwise patreon.com slash behind that suit um with that uh it looks like we're gonna raid uh preach and he went live so we're gonna do that and live long and prosper everyone Thank you.